Welcome back to Big Les's League in all rugby league experience. I'm your host, Big Les. Let's go through these Super Saturday games for round 11. What a week we've already had. Some awesome games, some absolute floggings. Obviously, last night, the Panthers and the Sydney Roosters, a massive flogging there. Uh, but let's go through these games because I don't think these games are going to be quite as lopsided. The first one uh, being South Sydney v the West Tigers. Um, look, I mean, Tigers in some pretty decent form at the moment. I've uh, got a pretty much identical side to last week. John Bateman returns, obviously, from that hamstring injury. So that's a massive in for the West Tigers. Other than that, it's pretty much identical to last week. The forwards for the West Tigers have been their big thing as well. David Clemmer especially, um, you know, getting 100 plus metres a game uh, and really taking it to whatever defence they are going up against. So uh, look for the Tigers forwards to be the main staple in this one. David Clemmer, Stefano Utsukamanu, uh, and obviously Offerhan Gowie and Alex Twall off the bench as well who have some pretty insa- uh, sensational efforts, sorry, um, you know, when they do come off the bench as well. As for South Sydney, I think the forward battle, again, is going to be a big thing for them. Tavita Totola and Hame Sele is going to be massive. Um, you know, Jacob Host has had some pretty decent weeks. Jairo as well. Uh, some pretty awesome weeks in the front row. Um, Liam Knight, I thought he went okay last week. And Tom Burgess obviously coming off an absolute blinder. But it's not only going to be the forwards, it's going to be the backs as well. You look at Latrell Mitchell v. Jerome Buller. Jerome Buller, the latest sensation out of the West Tigers system versus Latrell Mitchell, who has been outstanding to start the year. Uh, you've also got Cody Walker, who's playing some pretty decent football, against Brandon Wakeham, who had a pretty awesome week last week against St. George. Uh, he was looking very dangerous in that number six jersey, looking for him to have a similar impact. But let's go and have a look at these liners before we make any rash decisions. Latrell Mitchell is at fullback. Alex Johnston and Tane Milne on the wings. We have Isaiah Tass and Campbell Graham in the centres. Uh, Cody Walker and Lockie Ilias in the halves. Tavita Tassola and Hame Sele in the front row. Damian Cook at nine. We have Michael Cheekham and Jacob Host in the back row. Cam Murray is at 13. Jai Arrow, Jed Cartwright, Liam Knight, Tom Burgess on the bench there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. For the West Tigers, Jareem Buller is at fullback. We have David Nofaluma and Junior Tupo on the wings. We have Stafford Toa and Tommy Talao in the centres. Brennan Wakeham and Luke Brooks in the halves. We have Stefano Utsukamanu and David Klemmer in the front row with upper side Coruscant at nine. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i, sorry, and John Bateman in the back row. Don't know why I had a bit of a stutter there. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i, John Bateman in the back row for Nuopole at 13. And then we have Jake Simkin, Joe Offerhain-Gowie, Alex Twall, and Asu Kapoa coming off the bench there for the West Tigers. Um, yeah, look, as I said, the forward, ba- the forward battle is going to be massive for both of these teams. Uh, you know, who has the stronger forward pack? You know, it also comes down to this back line as well, and I think that they've got some pretty dangerous guys that can do something out of nothing, particularly Tommy Talao and Junior Tupo for the West Tigers. Uh, Campbell Graham's had some pretty awesome weeks for the South Sydney Rabbitohs coming off the back of a few tries. Um, you know, obviously scoring a hat-trick in two games and obviously a double in a few games as well for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, in terms of how the game is won, as I said, the forward pack uh, for both teams is going to be massive. This number nine, battle 
battle is going to be very interesting as well. We've seen Apisai Coruscant come out of his shell a little bit now, uh, you know, in the last two games of the season when they have been winning games. Coming out of dummy half, being a little bit more confident in his style of play versus Damien Cook as well, who I think will need to come out of dummy half and really challenge this forward pack as well, tie them out a bit with some awesome scoots at a dummy half. And I think that Cody Walker, uh, Lockie Ilias, they need to trap these backline guys, you know, in their own end and make them come out of their own end repeatedly. That means early kicks in the tackle count, making this this team work out of their own end. That is the key for South Sydney to make the West Tigers really work out of their end. Uh, and that comes with some solid defense in the front row as well. We go back to that forward battle. But Cody Walker, Lockie Ilias kicking early in the tackle count for corners as well. Uh, you know, really tiring out guys like Junior Super who, who we know uh, is quite a dangerous force. And David Nofaluma, who is coming off an absolute blinder last week as well. Uh, you know, tiring these guys out with early kicks is going to be a massive thing. And I think the same goes for the West Tigers. Luke Brooks, Brandon Wakeham challenging the South Sydney Rabbitohs with those kicks for 40-20s uh, and the, the dangerous kicks that they do, you know, do in games. Um, I said do-do, haha. Um, but yes, obviously dangerous kicks against the South Sydney backline. Kicking early in the tackle count again, um, you know, Alex Johnston, Tano Milne challenging these guys, keeping them in their own end as well. It's going to be quite a tough matchup. Uh, in terms of any time try scorers, both of these sides love going down their edges. If you look at the team stats, though, um, you know, South Sydney have won 23 out of 40 games against the West Tigers uh, and 17 out of 40 games won by the Tigers. In the last two games, obviously, there was that game where the West Tigers won uh you know, by a field goal in this game, obviously, at the start of the year, this time last year, pretty much. Uh, and then, obviously, South Sydney winning in the most recent one, 44-18. You know, very different sides to how they were last year for the West Tigers as well, you got to remember. Uh, in terms of wins this season, South Sydney are winning at 70% with 7 out of 10, 10 games uh, compared to the West Tigers, 2 out of 9, but have won the past two games. you got to remember that. Uh, in terms of points scored, South Sydney have scored 244 points this season compared to the West Tigers, 136 points conceded. South Sydney have only conceded 150 compared to the West Tigers, 206. In terms of the completion rate, the West Tigers are actually averaging a higher completion rate with 76% compared to South Sydney's 74. In terms of tackle efficiency, the West Tigers actually take the cake again here with 89.1% tackle efficiency uh, compared to the Rabbitohs, 88.4. Uh, average points scored, 24 for, for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 15 for the West Tigers. Average points conceded, 15 for the South Sydney Rabbitohs, 22 for the West Tigers. Um, and yeah, look, wins at this venue. South Sydney have actually won more at this venue, 58%, 116 out of 200, compared to the West Tigers, 36 out of 89 at 40%. So South Sydney definitely do have the upper leg at this venue at Accor Stadium. I'm taking South Sydney. I'm taking South Sydney head-to-head, though, because it could be a 1-12 to win. It could be a 13-plus win. In terms of any time try scorers, I'm probably going to go with Campbell Graham here. I think that Campbell Graham's done me some service over the past few weeks. Running up against Stafford Toa, I think that he can get the job done there with a beautiful Latrell Mitchell feed. He can pretty much get the job done against anyone. Big Campbell Graham, big stretch. I'd love to see him score a try on this one. And, you know, going what works for me, uh, in the past few weeks, obviously, Junior Tupo has been that guy for me over the past few weeks. He obviously worked out last week. I'm taking Junior Tupo. We're going back to simple because over the past two nights, I've won, only lost by one leg. 
I've lost by one leg over the past two nights. I've got to keep things simple. So I'm going with Junior Tupo and I'm going with Campbell Graham as my anytime try scorers. They've worked for me in the past. Work for me again, please. Uh, that would be lovely. Uh, but the West Tigers, I don't think they win this one. I think the $5.50 uh, market for them is good value, but I've got the South Sydney Rabbitohs at $1.15. I think they get the job done and they get the job done well, but I am going to go head to head because as I said, South Sydney, it could be one of those 1-12 to gritty matches against the West Tigers side suddenly trying to find their form in this competition. So I uh, can't wait to see how this game goes. It really could go either way. Um, as for the next game, the Cowboys v the Dragons. Uh, the Cowboys are the favorites going into this one. Look, I mean, if you look at this game, you look at where the game's going to be won. Again, it just looks like it's one of going to be one of those games where it is one in the forward pack. Ruben Cotter, Cohen Hess, and Jordan McLean. They've moved Jack Bird into the lock forward role to, you know, handle Ruben Cotter there. I love Jack Bird in that third eight. I think he's that's his best position going into this year. I've said it a number of times now. Uh, Halem Luke, he had a pretty decent week last week. He's running against Jaden Sewer. That's going to be a bit of a challenge for him. And it's a challenge I can't wait to see. Uh, Cohen Hess and Jordan McLean v. Jack DeBellin and Blake Laurie. Blake Laurie, uh, you know, he's one of the Big forwards in our game who loves to get through his work. You know, over the you know the first few weeks of the competition, he might have been a smoky for me for Origin. He sort of lost a bit of form over the past few weeks, but let's see if he can get back into it because I do still think he's a bit of a smoky there. Uh, he's an absolute gun and gets through a lot of his work. So Blake Laurie v. Jordan McLean, Cohen Hess v. Jack DeBellin. Love to see it. Uh, I think they've got the hooking advantage, and I think that's going to be a big thing for Reese Robson. Obviously came out in the media this week and, you know, stapled that he wanted to be a part of this Origin squad. He wanted to be the nine for this origin squad as well and we know that Freddie loves picking the underdogs as I slap my coffee glass here that I'm currently drinking at eight o'clock in the morning love that uh, but Reese Robson, he's obviously made it clear that he wants to be in that uh, New South Wales squad. Let's see if he can prove himself and get back into that squad like he was in Game 3 last year and maybe even get a 14 or a 9 jersey in this side as well if they want to go for the hooker 1-2 punch or if they're going to go with Reese Robson to start at 9 as well. Uh, we'll have to wait and see. It also depends on how this half situation goes because Jerome Luai last night had a really solid game. So he could be the number 6. They could go for combat nations here. They could go for a Penrith dominant Blues team yet again. They might even go with Stephen Crichton in the centres and have a Campbell Graham on the wing um, if they want to go for that Penrith dominant team now that Jerome Luai is you know has started kicking again and obviously in that game he sort of proved with how good he is next to Nathan Cleary and how good he is just in general as well. So it really depends how this rotation works. If Jerome Luai is the 6, you'd imagine that Nico Hines would be the 14 um, and it, then it really depends if uh, Damien Cook is the number nine for New South Wales. I'm pretty much guaranteeing at this point in a, in a dominant South side that he probably will be. Um, but, you know, keep an eye on Reese Robson because if, if he has a big game in this one like Jerome Luai did last night, he could definitely earn himself a spot at least in the squad. Um, but let's have a look at these lineups before we make any rush decisions for the Cowboys. Uh, we have Scotty Drinkwater at fullback, Kyle Felt and Murray Taulagi on the wings. Murray Taulagi is another one that needs to prove himself for the 
the Queensland side this time as well. They've obviously got the Hammer, who in the opening weeks of the competition had looked sensational uh, and obviously is one of the guys that they definitely could pick there. Mo Talagi, he needs to really staple himself that he is going to be the guy playing on the right wing for Queensland. Uh, Valentine Holmes, I think that he's a shoe in so I don't think he has much to worry about. I mean, running 230 metres per game is a sensational effort and I think it can't be ignored. Uh, he's in the centres with Peter Hiku. Then you've got Tom Dearden, Chad Townsend in the halves, Jordan McLean and Cohen Hess in the front row, Reese Robson at nine. Halem uh, Lukey and Jack Gozaweski in the back row, Ruben Cotter at 13. And then we've got Jake Granville, Mitch Dunn, Jermaine Samoa Brown and Kula Kafu. Finnafuiyaki on the bench there for the Cowboys. I bloody hope I said that right. I hope I haven't butchered that name. As for the Dragons, we have Tyrell Sloan at fullback, Matthew Fagai and Michaeli Ravalawa on the wings. We have Moses Sully and Max Fagai in the centres, Talatella Moan and Ben Hunt in the halves, Jack DeBellin and Blake Laurie in the front row, Moses Mbai at nine, Billy Burns, Jaden Sewer in the back row, Jack Bird is at 13, Jaden Sullivan, Michael Molo, Ben Murdoch Masilla and Josh Kerr on the bench there for the Dragons. Look, as I said, similar to the last game, it's probably going to be a forward battle, um, you know, looking at... At, I'm looking at Blake Laurie here. I think this is gonna, he's going to have a big game. And uh, obviously, the guru made a mention that Jack DeBellin might be a shout for Origin. A lot of my mates are actually saying that Jack, DeBell- Jack DeBellin might be a shout for Origin as well. He's played some pretty decent footy. I just haven't thought of him in that light um, over the past few weeks. But, you know, really got to keep an eye on him in this game and see what they're talking about a little bit here. He has had some pretty solid weeks. I will give him that. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, you know, as I said, Freddie's picked some smokies. He could be a smoky Jack and He's been there before as well, which is an upside for the Blues. Let's see if he can get back into a Blues jersey as well, and I would not be shocked if he does. Uh, but, yeah, look, I'm going to have to keep a close eye on him in this game. Two guys that could be smokies for Origin, Blake Laurie and Jack DeBellin. Keep an eye on those two. Um, and, look, as for the Cowboys, Cohen Hess, he wants to get in that squad. Uh, and Jordan McLean may be a shout for the Blues squad. He obviously got picked in Game 3 last year before injury ruled him out. Uh, but let's see if he can get back to that caliber of football. Uh, and then, obviously, Ruben Cotter as well for the Queen. And Maroons, uh, they obviously want to go for a bit of size. He could actually miss out to a Corey Horsburgh, who has been playing really well for the Raiders. Uh, we'll talk about that more so in the next game. But you know, if they want to go for a bit of size on that Queensland bench, which they definitely can do so, um, you know, Ruben Cotter might be a shout to miss out. But you know, he is too good to overlook. So. I could be overstepping my hand a little bit there. We'll have to watch Ribbon Cotter in this game because he does have some big games. I'm not discrediting Ribbon Cotter whatsoever. He's a fucking freak in the middle there for the Cowboys, for Queensland. Um, you know, he's definitely one of the better players in the Queensland jersey, obviously, last year as well, including uh, when he, you know, slotted into the back row, played in the front row, played at lock. He played absolutely everywhere in the forwards. Uh, he's an absolute gun. Can't overlook him. But if they want to go for size and they want to go for a bit of whores, bro, they want to go for a bit of big red, you know, he is a chance. So, you know, keep, keep an eye on Ruben Cotter in this game. Um, and look, as for who wins this game, I've got the cows. I have got the cows winning this one. And I've got them winning 1-12. to 12. In terms of who I've got as any time try scorers, uh, Valentine Holmes is definitely one for me uh, that I cannot look past. He's had some big weeks and he's running against Max Fagai. Um, so he could end up jumping over for a try in this one. Um, yeah, look, I just think he deserves a try too. He's one of those guys that deserves a try. So Valentine Holmes, definitely one that I'd be picking for an any time try scorer. Uh, and then as for the Dragons... 
Tyrell Sloan does some pretty fucking unbelievable things. And if the Dragons get a bit of momentum in this game, he's definitely one that could score in this one as well. Now, let's have a look at some of the team stats because I guarantee you it's going to be quite close. Now, in 37 games played against these two teams, the Cowboys have won 20 of those past 37 compared to the Dragons' 17 out of 37. So still quite even, only three games separating them. In the past two games, however, the Cowboys have won 34-8 and 31-12 sorry, um, against the Dragons. So not the biggest blowouts, but definitely blowouts in their nature. In terms of wins this season, four from 10 for the Cowboys, 40%, two from nine for the Dragons at 22%. So both sides not winning too many games this year, which is you know the opposite of what we thought was going to happen with the Cowboys. Uh, in terms of points scored this season, the Dragons have actually scored more points this season, 186 compared to 165 for the Cowboys. In terms of points conceded, uh, the Dragons, again, have conceded less points than the Cowboys. The Dragons have only conceded 213 to 219, only six points, uh, the difference between them, so quite even. In terms of completion rate, the Cowboys have got the upper hand there. They average 80% completion compared to the Dragons' 77. Dragons has been going up over the past few weeks. They have been playing a little bit better football, but have had a bit of a slump, obviously, in the past two weeks. So I definitely want to watch there. They don't want to stuff up uh, the rotation of Ben Hunter Hooker again. I just don't think they do it. I think they have to keep Ben Hunt at number seven and put Jaden Sullivan in the number nine. Uh, In terms of tackle efficiency, Cowboys... 86.4% 86.4% compared to the Dragons, 85.7%, so quite even. Average points scored, the Dragons actually lead with 20 compared to the Cowboys, 16. Average points conceded, 21 for the Cowboys, 23 for the Dragons. Um, and then wins at this venue, they've won, Cowboys have won 50% of their games, 20 from 40 at this venue uh, compared to the Dragons. Sorry, a bit of a hiccup there. Compared to the Dragons, 33% one from three games at this venue. Uh, wins overall, we don't really need to look at that crap um, because we're obviously looking at other Dragons teams and other Cowboys teams. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, it's quite even. It is quite even. Um, Dragons haven't played too many games at Queensland Country Bank Stadium. So, you know, you can't really say the Dragons suck at this venue. Um so it is, it is quite even the stats going into this one. Two very even sides. Two sides that probably need a must win as well. But I'm going to go to the Cows. I'm going to go to the Cows 1-12. to Valentine Holmes as one of my anytime try scorers. Tyrell Sloan is one of my other anytime try scorers. I love the value behind it. I love the value behind the Cowboys as well. I think they get the job done. And then we move on to the last game, the Raiders v. the Eels. This is one that is going to go the other way for me. The Eels may look like somewhat favorites. They're actually not on sports bet. And you know why? Mitch Moses out concussion. I think it's going to be a rough game for Parramatta. Yes, they've got a solid forward pack. Wurimu Greg's playing great footy. Junior Paolo is playing great footy. Jermaine Hopgood's playing great footy as well. Um, but yeah, I just... I think the Raiders are going to win this one. I think that Jack White and Jamal Fogarty, they're going to take the upper hand in this one and and really play some smart footy. Dylan Brown is going to have a massive game if the Eels want to get away with this one. The Eels still have a great side. Don't get get me wrong. It's only one player that's out, but I feel like Mitch Moses being that one piece of the puzzle taken out, one bit of that Jenga, that Jenga piece. You know when you're playing Jenga and you pull that piece out and the whole thing just falls down? I feel like that's Mitch Moses for me, but I feel like, I feel like 
Dylan Brown and Gutho could be those two other pieces beside the Mitch Moses that could maybe keep the structure up. It depends how hard you pull out the Mitch Moses. The Mitch Moses block, if you pull it out too hard, obviously the thing's going to fall down. But if you pull it out soft, if you use a bit of right technique, you poke it out from behind and then watch it slowly come out and then you pull it out, make sure that you're not moving the structure at all. You pull it out, it comes out cleanly and then obviously Gutho and Dylan Brown are holding it up. The tower is going to stay up. Loving the Jenga analogies, a bit of a dribble for your Saturday morning. Um, but yeah, look, for me, I think that, you know, it's very 50-50 if the Parramatta Rules can get away with this one. I'm going to go the Raiders. Raiders at home as well. If you go into the into the stats though, if you go into the stats, the Eels have actually won the past two games against the Raiders. Uh, and one of those was a Raiders home game. However, it was close. It was only an eight-point difference. It was only an eight-point difference. Um, And obviously, if you look at the form guide, the Raiders look quite good at the moment. Obviously, they had a shocking week against the Panthers, uh, but they won against the Broncos, they won against the Dragons, they won against the Dolphins, and they won against the Bulldogs. So they're in pretty good nick over the past four weeks. They've won in the past four weeks. They're on a winning streak. Compared to the Eels, who won two, then lost one, then won one, then lost one, uh, and against the Titans as well, it's a pretty rough week. The Raiders are going to have a bit of confidence about them, a bit of ticker about them as well. Um, you know, in terms of wins this season, five from nine for the Raiders, four from ten for the Eels. Uh, in terms of points scored, the the Eels have actually flogged uh, the Raiders here, two forty six compared to one eighty seven. In terms of completion rate, the Raiders have a higher completion rate, 78 compared to 75% uh, for the Eels. Uh, tackle efficiency, 87.4 compared to 86.5. The Raiders laid there. Um, yeah, and wins at this venue, Raiders 59%. 176 from 300 compared to the Eels, 5 from 18 uh, at 28%. So obviously the Raiders have the upper hand and Eels without Mitch Moses. The Jenga, the whole Jenga freaking build falls down. The whole tower falls down. For me, I have got the Raiders. And to back up that stat, we're going to go back all the way to 2021. In that season, Jack Arthur played seven games. They won two of those games uh, and they've lost five of those games. In 2022, he played 12 games. He they won seven of them, which is pretty decent, but they lost five of them. In the past few games that he's played, they lost against the Broncos. Uh, they won against the Knights, but they lost against the Titans. So in his entire career, he's played 19 games. He's won nine of them, and he's lost 10. So he's got a 47% uh, win rate, which is not the best. It's not too bad, but it's not the best. You look at Mitch Moses... He's played 141 games for the Eels since 2017. He's won 80 of them. He's lost 61. So he's got a 57% complete uh, win rate, uh, which is a bit better than what uh, Jake Arthur's is for the Eels. But if you look at Jake Arthur a little more closely, a little bit more recently, you know, he hasn't won too many games for the Eels. So it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. And I think the Raiders do win this one. I've got them head-to-head. I haven't got them 1-12 or 13+, plus because it could go either way. But I think the Raiders do win this game. They've got the high ground at this oval as well. In terms of any time try scorers for the Raiders, I like Matt Timico. I really do. Don't know why. He's running at Will Penasini, who's pretty solid in defense. 
Um, but I have got Matt Timiko uh, going over for a try. I think he deserves it. He has. He's had a pretty decent past few weeks. I think he deserves a try. You know who else I think deserves a try? You know who else I think deserves a try and has been scoring tries over the past few weeks for the Eels? It's Mike Acevo. I think he gets the job done. Thinks he... Think he scores a try, set up beautifully by Dylan Brown. Uh, so Mike Acevo, Matt Simico, Raiders head to head, and that's how I see this Super Saturday going. Well. Yeah.